The views stated by the hosts of this podcast are opinion only and should not take the place of a qualified healthcare professional or mental health specialist. This podcast is for education and recreation. Welcome to Ask a Hag. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Ask a Hag is a podcast about self-care and witchcraft in the modern world. I'm Leslie. And I'm Allison. And we are asked questions every day in the work that we do within our community. And this podcast is a space for us where we can share our knowledge and experience as witches and healers. This is a place where you, dear listener, can find inspiration and also feel empowered wherever you are on your journey. Yeah, how are you? I'm good. Here we are. We're here again. Yeah. Oh boy, I am just. Fuck (laughs) you! I am fiddling with my mask. (laughs) Trying on your head, Leslie. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I know. I feel like I need more things on my body. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Donna's got me very snugly and nestled in here. (laughs) You look cozy. You look cozy, my friend. Oh, uh, so here we are again. I know, it's just glorious. It is. It's, it's so it, nice to see you. You as well. We are recording in person. We are. Safely. Yes, Distanced, indeed. of course, yes. as well. With, with, with wipes. With wipes. And bleach spray. Uh-huh. <laughs> and adequate airflow. <laughs> adequate airflow. Because we mm-hmm. believe that this is a virus <laughs> that can harm us. It is our belief. <laughs> That's oh, rooted in science. Yes, it is. And yes, facts. It is. <laughs> um, so we are um, continuing on yeah. with our part, right? Part, part two. two. Yeah. Um, with about our, our dear friend. Alicia Franchek. Yeah. Yes, of Sova Lumina. Uh-huh. That was fun, huh? It was so we much got fun. To, yeah, we got to record in the treehouse. We did. And sit in distance oh. there and see her beautiful face and yeah. her shining light and the incredible work that she's doing as a healer mm-hmm. just emanates from her completely. It really does. Yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a fantastic conversation and we're really excited to share the rest of that yes. um, experience with our dear listeners today. Yeah, a lot of, I think, what we discussed that is just so prevalent right now, too. It's just continuing and continuing all of this shift and... um, All the themes of the emperor here. Yeah. You know, all all the things about power. Yeah, and I was just reading some... um, You know, I'm a constant learner. I will never stop seeking information about tarot. Mm -hmm. And um, I just got this new book... Um, I should, I don't know, you know, as I, as I was laughing, telling you earlier, like a double Gemini who just uh-huh. scratches the surface. <laughs> What's, What's that it book called? called? What's it called? Don't know. <laughs> it's called the Tarot <laughs> Workbook. Who's it by? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have an incredible book rep that brings me samples all the time. And this was one that I was like, I am really, this is what I'm going to really work through. Yeah. Um, but they were talking about this author, and I'll follow up with all of that information, um, was talking about being in like the emperor year as a growth year, like whether we're in it collectively or individually, um, because we, we, we arrive at that, that number by kind of adding up the, the, the year in, in terms of numerology. But there's so many themes about like not just order and patriarchy, but personal father issues Mm, for each and every one of us or elder issues Mm -hmm. or ancestral issues Mm -hmm. or 
sibling, like brother issues, but is generally um, that sort of masculine, familial, mm. ancestral energy where we're either we are either working through old patterns that we need to correct or we're repairing bridges between the relation for the relationship. Mm -hmm. And I feel that so deeply too. too. Oh my gosh. That's real. You know, the, this, even the stuff I'm going through with my father, it's like deep, it's deep Mm -hmm. and we're in it fully, you know? Um, and the emperor, it doesn't have to be a a masculine, necessarily a masculine. It could be any sort of mentor relationship that you have or any relationship in which you feel taken care of or seen or connected in that sort of chosen family or actual family kind of way. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of reparenting happening to ourselves oh, as gosh, well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because, you know, we are being shown um, that our, our small little inner child really needs a lot of healing, ne- needs a helping hand, needs to be, you know, um, taken care of. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, COVID's really bringing that up in a lot of folks. Yeah. Because it's all about our basic survival stuff, yeah. you know? And then also on top of that, you know, facing death, which is our biggest fear. How do you take care of your inner child? Oh, I read catalogs. Fun dip? And that's for, yeah, and fun dip. <laughs> um, my birthday's coming up, and Leslie brought <laughs> brought um, some presents to celebrate Donna's birthday, which was um, not so long ago, and then mine as well. Yeah. And thank you so much for those yeah. gifts. And Leslie, <laughs> Leslie gave me a three pack of Fun Dip. Uh-huh. I think it's blue raspberry, mm-hmm. grape, and cherry. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to get into that. I can't wait to hear your favorite flavor. Oh, I know which one it's going to be. Oh, you do? Oh, I do. I'll let you. So know. you think you do? <laughs> it's going to be grape. <laughs> it's good. It's always grape. It's always grape. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, and so, so, yeah, so catalogs. Huh? So catalogs, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Donna asked me what I wanted for my birthday, and I was like, you know, I'm like laying in bed, you know, looking at an old catalog from like last winter that I ha- literally, literally hang on to them. I have a stack of them in my bedside table. Like what kind of catalogs? There's, There's this one kind. One kind. There's one catalog. What's it called, Donna? It's called... Oh, shit, I forgot. Oh, shit. <laughs> Victorian Trading Post. Oh, God, help me. Company, a Victorian Trading Company, <laughs> but Sorry. very good. I'm going to have to get you some back issues of the J. Peterman catalog. Yeah. I think Ooh. you would be a Listen, crazy in love with I, those. Um, and it's not about buying stuff. No. It's about window shopping <laughs> and it's about making fun of things. And it, you know, and oh, so like, this is healing my inner child. Oh my gosh. It just, you know, I was, I was laying in bed um, a different time, maybe like a week ago. And I was like. I let out a huge sigh, and I was like, this is so relaxing. Isn't it, though? (laughs) Isn't it so funny? It really is. Now that we have the internet, we're so quick to just throw away the catalog. Oh, no, girl. Give them to me. Anyway, so that's what I want this year. I want a whole stack of catalogs for my birthday. We were a catalog-heavy home. We were, too. Oh, boy. I think it's our generation, though. Yeah, I think so. You know? I love oh, this good news. I it's love this insight. Catalogs. See, tassels and catalogs. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, yes. that's that's what's up. Self-soothing. Right. It's Thank th- you for bringing it back. Yeah. yeah. So healing our inner child mm-hmm. is, is a huge thing this year as well. Yeah. And just recognizing that, you know, it it's there and yeah. it exists and it's still a part of us. Because yeah. how many of us, you know, are walking through life now at age 42 and not thinking about her you know yeah so anyway i think i actually like exist in my inner child world i haven't grown up 
Yeah. I so still nice like think poop jokes are funny. Oh, and, hell yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And I agree, Donna. I think that is why she's so lovely to be around. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I'm mischievous. Mm, that's the best. <laughs> it's oh, the best. Yeah. So let's uh, let's dive back into that conversation. All right. I'd love to. What do you to. think? Yes, get, get that bikini on and uh, take a little dip. <laughs> Leslie can speak to this too. Mm-hmm. Everybody is drained and tired and worried and fearful. Do you have any insight as to what, from a spiritual perspective, yeah. what we could be learning from COVID yeah. as a collective? It's a pretty powerful master right now. Yes. Like teacher here. It's a master um, teacher. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, um, and yeah, when, when, when this went down, uh, the very beginning, you know, back in March, I, um, just, it, it's, it was important to kind of try to find the grounding again, find the way out of the whirlwind that all of us were caught up into. Right. And we did, um, what felt very strong for me at that time was to really pull in, uh, global healing circles, Mm -hmm. which was a really great way for me to anchor it too, and say, I'm willing to open up to some of these messages and be part of this experience. I know it's good to see you guys were there. Yeah. And so (laughs) in one way the um, the messages that came through at one point, it was actually really interesting that the virus itself came through and spoke, Mm -hmm. um, as, as part of a channeled message. So I think it's important that at first there was this whole real, you know, demonization of the virus itself. Like the virus was here to get us and the virus was the thing. And, um, and this, this product that was like the weapon. Right. And it, and it's, I think that in some ways it was really important to really acknowledge that the virus isn't doing anything that it's not supposed to be doing. The virus is a being that's living and conscious, just like the trees and just like the, you know, the clouds and just like the stone people. And the virus is part of the network that we are all in. And I think one of the biggest messages right off the bat was, hey, humans, why don't you get off that high horse for one second and admit that there is a multitude, a multi-layered universe that we are all part of mm-hmm. and that this world is a, is a beautiful web. And, and humans are one part, not, not all of it, you know? And really being able to take that perspective on a little bit, it was humbling it was really humbling. Mm-hmm. And the step back that we then took with industry and you're seeing the world wake up. And then I think there was this next wave of everybody saying, well, the whole reason why we're here is so that the earth can heal. And it was like, no, I don't think it was that either. It was just because the earth will heal or it won't heal. And honestly, I don't, and I had a little conversation with, um, that came through in Ireland when I was there in this really powerful moment when I was standing on the edge of the Atlantic Ocean and we, I was there for the Earth Star activations and really tuning into like the Earth Star and like this energy center below us and this activation that was coming through and, and really Gaia just like walked right up to me and was like, you guys fear death too much mm-hmm. and you don't fear death enough. You don't, you don't take it seriously and also it's, you're way too serious about this. She's like, I've turned over so many times before and I will do it again. 
And one way or the other, she's like, I'm not in judgment of this. I'm not hating you for what you're doing. I'm just doing what I'm doing. And you'll be gone and I'll be here. <laughs> or, yeah. or maybe some of you will be here or whatever. But like, you guys, don't be too attached to this. Mm-hmm. Live your life. Enjoy it. Be beautiful in it. And stop the power struggle. And I think that the power part mm-hmm. is the dynamic that's really coming up so much in this virus. I think it's a really big thing for me to just say, like, don't worry about dying. And I don't mean to take it lightly. And I don't mean to diminish, you know, like, I know that sounds really big, right? But, um, and I know a lot of people are really engaged in a lot of suffering right now. Yeah. And, I, and, you know, this is not in any way to overshadow that or to diminish it. I'm definitely not in the camp of, like, people that are saying, like, well, some people are just supposed to die. And this is just the culling of the herd. Oh, my gosh, what a no, horrible no, no, thing no. to say. Yeah, what a horrible thing to say. And so... But I think that from a different perspective, from, an, from just one, away, one step away from our personal engagement in the story, if we can look at death and turning over and cycles, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. In, from a perspective where we're releasing our grip and therefore we're releasing our power from, from an inauthentic power. And that's what we're learning, I think. A lot of us are really learning about where our power is. Is it where we thought it was? Do we have to reevaluate our story just a little bit and the activities that we're doing every day and what gave us power and nourishment before? Um, our, our ability to feel power or where we feel powerless, mm-hmm. it's a big theme. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it came up in the eclipses that we just went through. It was a big theme during that. And I think that um, every person that I've worked with individually it was really obvious right at the beginning, like, oh, Mm -hmm. the medicine that you've been needing for a long time is here. There's no way to avoid it anymore. Mm -hmm. So maybe it put you in the house with that relationship that you really needed to sort out, or maybe it put you face-to-face with the job that was not exactly working but maybe needed to work a different way, or put you right up in front and center in your medicine, your personal medicine, Mm -hmm. because everybody's pushing... Mm-hmm. right like the sieve is like yep. okay yeah. here yeah. it comes all rising to the surface and we're all doing it at the same time yes, we are. basically i've seen a lot of this in tarot readings with clients too and there's a lot of power reclamation that's happening with people that's coming up in readings and it's actually an incredibly beautiful thing to see as i'm sure you've seen it happen mm-hmm. with your clients and with your clients too mm-hmm. um but so many people are so ready to address the imbalances mm-hmm. and step fully into, you know, their, their, their personal power and reclaim parts of themselves that they've given away at a red light with road rage, you know, at the TV, screaming at the TV or, or in an argument with a loved one. You know, these are all particles of ourselves that dissipate. And what I've noticed, it's, so, it's been so important for so many people to kind of call all of those particles back. Like, I always have this image of, like, a pixelated self mm-hmm. and then calling all of that stuff and starting to, like, kind of see a clear focus of self. And so I just have seen so many people need that and do it and get incredible results from it. And, and folks, even myself included, like, being able to be, like, boundaries holy shit like how yes. long have I been working on boundaries <laughs> <laughs> but like oh, even now topic. like I'm talking about to my friends that never talk about this stuff and like at Lake Arthur the other day oh my god boundaries yes yeah. yes. Yes. yes 
Yeah. Yes, thank you. I'm so happy to see it. You know, like I'm happy to be experiencing it in my own way. And then I'm also happy to see Mm -hmm. just, you know, everybody collectively saying this is enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is where my boundary lies. Anyway, it's, it's, um, it's an emperor um, year. Yeah. Reclamation of power Uh and voice and voice. Yeah. Yeah. Boundaries is a really important, like it, when, when the energy is this big and you're in the middle of maybe starting the spiritual awakening or maybe well in it or maybe working with people and caregivers and like needing at this point now, the, the, the heat is on. Like, do you know how to take care of yourself within this? And the more you are open, the more you're exposed to what's going on. Obviously what's going on, like you said, elephant in the room, it's a big energy out there all of the empaths and spiritual um, sensitives and, you know, anybody with a big heart right now is just feeling it. Mm -hmm. And that's where the reinforcement and the message to come back to self, come back to yourself, come back to your routines, come back to your care, come back to the ways that you need to repixelate. Yeah. (laughs) That's a really good image. Yeah. Yeah. I like to see it sometimes as like shards of glass that like a, like a shattered mirror that comes back in. That's nice too. You know this re- the resegmentation and the mending of self, um, and and so that's something that I think is um, like you don't have a choice anymore, right? We kind of get, mm-hmm. keep getting put into like the pressure cooker and yeah. like going, "Are you going to learn it now? You're going to learn it now? Yeah. How about now? <laughs> oh, oh, how about now? <laughs> Seven months in, here we are. How yeah. about now? <laughs> how about how about now? now? <laughs> Oh, here comes that winter. Okay, ready? Now, right. how about now? How about now? <laughs> and here, here again, we're asked to surrender. We're, sur- yeah. we're asked to surrender to what's happening in the world. We're asked to surrender to what our body is asking us to do. Mm. You know, where it, it just, it feels like such a huge theme as well. Surrender to the boundaries. Surrender to your voice saying no. Mm-hmm. Google Maps doesn't work anymore. Google no, Maps it doesn't. Is shorting out at this and, point, yeah. right? There's yeah. no, there's no other plan. people's feelings. Yeah. Like you got you, no more. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to. You have to. You know, really, really listen to that, that voice that comes up. Yeah, that's a message that came through for me during COVID. Um, kind of actually, actually more so like when George Floyd passed away and we were then on the other side of that. And there's a a local numerologist who I love dearly, Laverne Baker Hotep. Mm -hmm. And Laverne did a class just right after, it was on June 5th. And it was so resounding, this message that she shared. And I was like, yes, this is a fact. Mm -hmm. And she said, what we really, 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 really need right now is everybody to be at their full tank of gas, you know, their fullest love potential, their fullest, you know, sovereign power place, you know? And it's a fact, like when you're saying like, fuck other people's feelings, it it is that, but it's also like, if I can be autonomously, truly myself, that is what is needed right now. And for that to kind of be contagious to everybody else in terms of like, you know, I think it's like one person sees another person and is inspired and that 
inspiration becomes contagious. We're talking about Mm. contagious, right? Contagion. Mm. (laughs) You know, the virus as it being something that is inspiring us all to stand fully in our purpose, radiating our hearts with complete and total love in our most unique ways. And I think being our unique selves is one of the biggest lessons too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because remember where we're going. Like the, the virus is not the end of this right the virus and the situation that we're in and all of the you know the cultural the political the financial the environmental issues that are all coming up right now this is this was on the table the virus is one example of how it's happening we are in a massive state of deconstruction because we have to tear down the old systems if we're going to build something new Mm -hmm. and it comes through chaotically and it comes through with suffering and it comes through with you know a lot of loss and just like, you know, think, I mean, even in a small example, like when you move to another city, there's loss, there's, there's upheaval, there's like, oh, all that stuff that's under the couch that I never cleaned out, you know, like just small examples, right? In a bigger way, imagine that you're really like, we are all trying to shift into a new world, this 5D ascension, this part of like being pushed forward into creating a renaissance of love, a beautiful vibrations of light we have to tear down all of the things that are just that are that are the bondage was it you that was sharing that after like i'm very i'm i'm a double gemini so um (laughs) i scrape the surface of things i'm like that's cool cool go on to the next thing but i'm like uh the extreme multitasker i'll get back to that later multitasker my wise friends what they think of this but um there was it's like after each like major you know flu plague there's been this huge re, re like renaissance, renaissance. Yes. Is yeah. after yes. the bubonic plague yeah. came this renaissance this like mm-hmm. new light this kind of and it feels like it's just how it's shaking off the layers like it's layer by layer it's this coming. won't be the last one either nope Nope. And it's coming. It's, I mean, like, I really, I really do see that coming over in the next, you know, few years, right? You know, we're soon. shifting into the age of Aquarius mm-hmm. now-ish, right? Yep. And that's going to be happening, age of, age of Aquarius, right? <laughs> like, here we go. <laughs> and y'all hear it with the, you know, choral background. And the because choreography. Be that, right? <laughs> and we'll all be dancing. <laughs> we'll all have great costumes. And great hair. <laughs> <laughs> right? Pretty soon. You, you know? were saying something wise before I... Uh... <laughs> Oh, the fool me. jumped in again. I will, I will definitely stop and talk about some costumes and some glitter. Believe me, I am <laughs> I in it. Will. I know you will. <laughs> yeah. So I think that that's, and that's also beautiful. We get to bring it all with us. The, the, the joy, the fun, the play. And if we can keep our eye on the prize, like, yet we're in this. But again, in all ways that we practice non-attachment, we're not going to get swirl around and go down the whirlpool of the suffering. We're going to hold this in our mind. In our awareness, this is 2020. All right. There's going to be a 2021, a 2022, a 2023, a 2030, a 2040. There will be. Mm -hmm. And I believe it will be beautiful. I really do. That we have to see some ugly stuff. Mm -hmm. We're just in that part. Yeah, like you said, Uh, shadow work of it. Yeah. Microcosm, macrocosm, right? You know, yeah. you, you, have to, you have to clean the pot on the stove at the end of dinner. 
and then you get to make another wonderful meal at the end of it. Mm-hmm. This one's just taking, you know, some decades. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a really long meal. It's really, really cooked stuff. on there. <laughs> really a long burn. time in the yeah. pressure cooker. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. That's but great. we're in cycles, you know, and, and none of us get to have it all in one. Who are we to think that we're the ones that are supposed to live in all of it all the time? Does yeah. that make sense? And yeah. at the same time, of course, we can have full-on bliss if we want it. Yeah. Uh, because nuances, because everything is true, because we are multidimensional. And now I can really go out there and be like, well, I don't know, what timeline do you want to live in? Let's just pick one. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that we're letting everybody else suffer and we get to go along. It means we're taking everybody with us and we all get to create the love that ends up creating the healing that brings everybody along too. Yeah. We just can be patient while it's happening and not expect everything right now. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's kind of a, a um, I think we, you might have touched on a little bit of this at the beginning when you were doing some of those healing circles about how, you know, and I think the work that you do, you know, you kind of, you know, she's a healer's healer um, in, in kind of prepping everybody to be strong for this. Um, I had no idea, really. Honestly, that was interesting. Thank yeah. you for saying that. There was just, yeah. I mean, maybe I'm taking it off track, but just, no. yeah, it surprised me to be talking about now it's time for all of us to learn about our energetic boundaries, grounding, centering, and then like, oh, yeah. isn't it good that we talked about that? Yeah. <laughs> isn't it good that we've been building sanctuary? That message has been coming in for such a long time. Build your sanctuary. Oh, isn't it good that we started building our sanctuary, yeah. you know, before this happened? I'm sorry I interrupted you. No, no, no. But, I, you know, it's, it's, I just have felt that there are people in the line of work of well-being or, mm-hmm. you know, witchcraft or spiritual healing or energetic healing and shifts have kind of all had this little itch at the back of their head that's like, this is coming, mm-hmm. this is coming, this is coming. Mm-hmm. I know, like, in the second it hit, I was like, wow, this is actually, I'm supposed to be here to help for this part? Yeah. And I think a lot, I think that's certainly not a solitary statement. I think this is something that everybody collectively feels Absolutely. that is in this work or has chosen to put this cape on. Um, and so um, really kind of having your guidance at least for me your guidance and um to kind of get us ready to go for this and i think that we're all and i see you know other other peers kind of doing the same work and getting everybody ready and prepared and strong and cleared and ready to do it i'm seeing this big like circle just and everybody's got their cloak yeah their capes everybody's mm-hmm. getting the crowns yeah. their scepters and we're all just like expanding 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 like, and like, like as you're describing it i was like seeing yeah. everybody pop up pop up pop like up. really beginning to hold mm-hmm. a circle of energy mm-hmm. that is radiating in yeah. that sort of as you said 5d compassionate energy coming through to say okay we're going to take everybody we can take everybody in mm-hmm. for this like mm-hmm. we, can, we can all go together like holding that container. Um, and it was, you, you started Energetic Boundaries, was two years ago that you started to, with mm-hmm. Mystery School? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like my, the ways that I work with what comes through, I feel like a little, um, 
like I've got a whole quilt or, you know, a lot of different threads that I, I, I work with. And sometimes it's hard for me to say, this is the one thing I want to work on right now. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when that came through so strongly, it was interesting to listen to it, you know, to really be in that space and say, okay, all right, I'll sit here with this for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it became something that I felt very, you know, spirit moves through you. And when you offer, and I think that this is the, the part when you're talking about like putting on the cloak or the cape or everybody in the team doing this, like go team. It's because, it's because at some point all of us have said, I'm surrendering to what needs to be done. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm actually signing up. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, yeah. you're not just drafted really. You, no, we all yeah. signed up. Yeah. Oh yeah. I can remember. Yeah. Like yeah. I can almost remember. Yeah. So I think that when that comes through, then I'm just like, oh, I'm really excited. This, oh wait, this is, because you can feel it coming through you mm-hmm. and then you just say it. And not, I mean, I'm, it's not like I invented it. Everybody else said it too. This is a thing that's a, everybody's bringing through what spirit needs here on this planet, mm-hmm. in this world. And I think that that's, um, the, the listening and the getting out of our own way to just be present with it is mm-hmm. such a gift. I'm like, mm-hmm. and then you go amazing places. Mm-hmm. So. And that can be done in an online program like you're doing. Mm-hmm. That can be done in a tweet mm-hmm. in the moment. Yeah. You know, that can be done while you're driving on your, when you're late for the meeting with the podcast people and you're just like, <laughs> I'm not grounded. <laughs> totally. Oh, okay. I'm totally. in my car at my red light. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, it happens. It's it's just so natural. It comes through. It Mm -hmm. just comes through, you know? And so, you know, I'm sure some, some of our listeners are like, what I did, you know, I didn't consciously sign up for this. Well, you probably did because Mm. you're doing healing work with your mother or you're doing healing work, you know, as a therapist or, you know, I mean, there's so many different ways to be doing, you know, the collective work with the big C, you know, very true. So it can look like your personal work. Your Absolutely. personal work is is enough. If that's all, if oh all my you're gosh, doing. yeah, it is essential. Absolutely, mm-hmm. because the personal work radiates out. Yeah, because of your actions and how you treat people on a daily basis. Yeah, and all the other things. Yeah, so important. Mm-hmm. was like the most empowering thing because you get so I not you I get Mm -hmm. so like bogged down with um a lot of the things that I'm being challenged by on a daily basis I think we're all like that you Mm -hmm. know and it's so hard to get our head out of it and see the forest for the trees so to speak and understand that like magic and connection and love is always present around us all the time, no matter what is happening, no matter what is happening. And that's kind of like what I was saying the other day about hexes and curses. It's like, well, you can exist there and think that, yes, that somebody's out to get you. Or like I said, is it that somebody is actually here to support you and say, you have to go through this now for a minute. Mm -hmm. You have to experience this struggle this test this challenge this lesson because it's going to make you stronger and better right and so then it's 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 the same kind of like okay well i can like be in this ego place where i think that everything is against me or i can see it from that right that's right exactly what you're saying yeah yeah like a hawk sitting on a tree you Mm -hmm. know surveying the land below you can see everything that's happening but you're still experiencing it yeah and so it's not as 
it's much more empowering in that kind of place. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that was one of the, the big takeaways that I, I had personally, yeah. you know, because yeah. I needed to hear that too, you know. Um, it's really, it's really fucking rad. Mm-hmm. Free your mind and the rest will follow. <laughs> Free your mind. It's en vogue. <laughs> the wise, wise words of en vogue. <laughs> Let's move on to some questions. We have a, these came by way of the, um, from email, right? Indeed they were. Dan writes from Pennsylvania. Hey, Hags, I hope you're both still hanging in there while COVID ushers in the, quote, new normal for all of us. Like many other folks, this time of isolation has shuffled me outdoors into the lush growth of spring. Sorry, we're a little behind in our emails. While outdoors, I've learned so much more about local herbs and plant guardians that have always been there, but I'm just starting to become more sensitive to their whisperings. I've gotten inspired by many seasonal infusions of honey with such plants as lilacs, violets, and honeysuckle. After recently doing honeysuckle infusion of honey and vodka done separately, I did some reading online where someone else's recipe called for giving the honeysuckle a quick rinse in cold water. Now, I don't know about either of you, but my grandma used to always say, you got to eat a pound of dirt before you die. I love that so much. Me too. I chuckled when I read that. (laughs) Loved it. So I just usually use my better judgment and let nature stay a whole as possible with minimal disturbances. I adore the show and really appreciate the two of you still producing new episodes at this difficult time. All the love and magic, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Thank you, Dan. Well, I would 100% agree with your sweet grandmother. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I make um, my tinctures and flower essences and all sorts of remedies, in general, I would say, um, the plant material doesn't get washed, with the exception of our elderberries, <laughs> which just had so much mm, uh lusciousness on them berry juice (laughs) and bugs and (laughs) lots of other things because the birds were at the bushes quite a bit Uh so we needed to Uh really uh do a thorough uh cleansing of those before we we made them into our elderberry elixir called guardian um but in general you know i really like to keep just like you said you know like the whole entire presence of the plant intact and that includes any kind of things that are on the leaves mm-hmm. and flowers and such because you know when you're using something like vodka or brandy it's an alcohol that's the point of it and so those um those substances will kill any kind of harmful bacteria that um you know would be bad for mm-hmm. you to ingest and so it's 100% safe and you're honoring, you know, the full entity of the plant and mm-hmm. its life cycle. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But what do you do before to prepare a plant um, before you make it into a tincture? So, yeah, I think it's, uh, it is important after you physically harvest the plant to allow the plant to just rest for a little while so that all the critters can kind of leave it. And what ends up happening is as like the physical life essence of the plant leaves so will the insects so for the most part you won't really have ants or spiders or anything like that on your plant material if you let them kind of hang out for a little bit and i also like to separate everything so nothing's touching because again it's like confusing to the insects you know so if you kind of spread everything out on like a nice sheet or something like that that gives them time and that's usually like an hour Mm-hmm. That's how long I let them 
let them rest before I make them into the tincture. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's an excellent thing. All thank right. you for reminding yeah. me of that, Donna. And thank you for your question, Dan. Yeah, Dan, that's a great question. So we have Chloe Opal from Australia. Hello, lovelies. Stoked to be listening, learning from your wisdoms, and belly laughing along. Thank you. Thank you. Jumping on in, I hear disembodied voices, pretty nasty generally, who utilize people's voices, including recognizable ones. Some now in spirit, like my brother, to hook in. I've been experiencing this for some 25 years with varying degrees of volume and intensity. I engage in close to daily clearing and assisting such entities and other communal static to move home to source. Cumulatively, I find this practice helpful. I get that these experiences can be a red flag for self-care boundaries and sometimes do bear some teachings when translated. However, eek! They can cause distress and backlash as I empower myself. Being compassionate is my approach much of the time, but it reaches a fork off point some days. I do also hear my spirit kin or backup crew who so rock, but being able to seem to get interfered with in terms of the other volume. I am a witch, artist, crafter, and medicine maker working and playing with green folks in my hood. I have worked with a contemporary shaman for a number of years currently engaging in professional therapy with medication. So a bit of a mix in the old cauldron. However, they just keep a coming. Every time I hope to be done with this, I turn around and, but wait, there's more. No free set of steak knives included. I realize this is kind of tricky and stigmatized topic, but felt to put it out there to see if you hags had any suggestions for potential missing pieces of the puzzle? As I'm going through a period of cranked volume again the last few days, thanks kindly for any responses, blessings, and good vibes. Sending them right back to you, Chloe Opal. I mean, to me, the, the big thing is going to be boundary work because yeah. they're just like interrupting her all the time. And grounding. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's got to find it. She's got to anchor herself in deeply. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And I and would then, say more so than expected. Yeah. Too. Yeah. You know, if you're like, oh, I'm feeling great today. Like I, you should still continue your practice. Yeah. I mean, this is an ongoing. So she's absolutely a bright light uh -huh. for this energy. Absolutely. Yes. yes. And she needs to begin to work at channeling that light. And I think that she said she's been working with a shaman mm -hmm. yep. um, to do some of this work. And it's like, it is like always the folks that, you know, hear these voices. They are such like great channels for, you know, healing, yeah. divination, shamanic work, you know, um, really being a vessel of information. Mm -hmm. And it feels like she needs to pull her energy in and contain it. Energy agree. that needs to really be that pull that light in. It's like she's a beacon when we need her to be a flashlight. You yep. know, like yep. she needs her to, to pull and like deep departmentalize her yeah. energy yeah. and and have that it kind of goes back to what we were talking about with like that control, like yep. pulling it in and kind of getting it. And it feels like somebody that has tremendous amount of power and is just really getting to learn how to use it. This reminds me of um some of that conversation that we had with Alicia around like people who when they start like learning about energy work 
they want to constantly exist in this high vibe yeah. place. But we know that there are tons of pitfalls with that. And this would be one of them, yeah. you know? And so learning the techniques that we talked about last episode yeah. about how to, you know, Alicia's um, um, techniques on grounding, um, I think would be really key uh, for Chloe Opal. Mm-hmm. 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 And any kind of um, stones that would be helpful with this? Yeah, well, you know, I, I do think of rainbow obsidian. Yeah. Because yeah. rainbow obsidian, the, the reason, like, so you have obsidian that's just, you know, your black glass, right? Which is what, a lot of what we use for scrying work. A rainbow obsidian is going to have a bit of a sheen on it. It's almost going to look like, um, like, have you ever had like a star sapphire or cat's eye or something like that? kind of has this like sheen that's rainbow. And it is this sheen that keeps, kind of keeps our light pulled in and keeps us protected. So rainbow obsidian feels like something that she could really utilize in this work to tune out those voices, keep herself keep herself protected and also keep that boundary work done. Um, also the combination of black tourmaline and smoky quartz mm-hmm. as allies yep. could be very helpful because of that deep grounding and protection. And um, they are a powerful duo because they create this, I, you know, it sounds silly to say force field, but it does like create oh, yeah, this like, does. barrier Absolutely. for yeah. her where she can be grounded and protected because mm-hmm. she, she certainly doesn't need a stone to be tuning into any other energy. She Mm-mm. can do that very naturally. She's got to protect herself from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a lot of deep mind work. This is a lot of deep breathing, clearing the mind, you know, hearing that voice come in. And then letting that voice leave, like not engaging with it. Because if you keep engaging with it, they're going to keep coming. But if you stop engaging with the voice, good or bad, Mm -hmm. they'll all go. And then you kind of create, begin to create this relationship in space where you kind of let, let the ones you want in, which is boundary work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. she's got to like not engage with the voice. It comes in, that's fine. It can go, but she, Mm -hmm. yeah. There are some plants that can help with this too. Um, dandelion is excellent when it comes to protective work, specifically around uh, spirits. Um, and so is burdock. Both, you know, plants we typically, in herbalism at least, we use uh, the roots of. And any kind of root being used as a talisman is going to be um, a really excellent tool to use for grounding work. Yeah. So, you know, you could go to a health food store and find, you know, pieces of burdock root um, and, and fashion yourself a nice uh, talisman and use that as a tool for your grounding. Excellent. So I think that would be really helpful. I wear a leather talisman bag and inside of it I have um, lots of green elders. So um, aspects of different plants that I work with on a spiritual level. Um and this is something that I, I wear every single day. Um, sometimes I sleep with it as well, depending on where I'm at in life. And for the most part, um, you know, I just add to it. It's not something that I remove things out of. Um, so anytime I kind of uh, begin work with a, with a different green elder, 
I add an aspect of that plant to it. And so, Chloe Opal, this could be something yeah. that you could do too, which is just getting, you know, a, you can even fa- fashion it yourself, a simple little pouch with a long string that you put over your neck and then add your, you know, your protective stones, your, um, you know, your rainbow obsidian, your black tourmaline, your smoky quartz, your burdock root, your dandelion root. Yeah, that sounds um, right up her alley being an artist and crafter. Absolutely. Too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then finally, there's a flower essence that I think would be really helpful. And again, you know, I, I apologize. This isn't a, fl- a plant that necessarily grows where you live, but you can easily access this remedy through the internet, I'm sure. And that is the flower essence made from echinacea. Mm. So echinacea is really excellent, an excellent ally for people who feel fragmented and whose um, spirit body is so outside of themselves that they tend to pick mm-hmm. up this kind of stuff as far as like other spirits seeing them and recognizing them. Um, so echinacea is a really excellent soul healer and tends to, um, do a nice job kind of keeping our own Mm -hmm. spirit, um, uh, gently tacked to our own body. So I think that would be helpful. Another, um, you always would, you always, uh, you're the first person that really got me using yarrow. Oh, yeah. For a while, yeah, as yarrow is a, a nice tincture underneath the tongue. Mm-hmm. And that's good for like boundary work, too, right? It is excellent for boundary work. And that's specifically the flower essence. Um, one other stone I wanted to mention was shungite, I think could be oh, a real yeah. ally yeah, yeah, yeah. for Chloe Opal yeah, yeah, yeah. as well. Because shungite can like really, it's, it's great for a lot of practitioners because it really kind of creates a shield. Mm, beautiful as well beautiful thank you for writing in yeah thank you so much alicia from tennessee she writes i found leslie on tiktok and love your podcast is there any way you guys could touch on the types of witches in a podcast or if possible walk us baby witches through moon rituals intentions manifesting oh and also crystals of course sorry for the (laughs) overload i love your podcast and would love to hear you got your guys's thoughts on these thank you alicia um when i read this question i thought oh well we we've touched Mm -hmm. on a lot of that stuff today and in the past but I, I really like the, the point of what types of witches mm-hmm. there are. And maybe we can kind of talk about that today. What do you think? Yeah, I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it, there are so many like different areas of expertise. And Allison, you and I have talked about this. I'm just a witch. <laughs> <laughs> just a run-of-the-mill witch. You got, you got, I got a, ah. no, got a hair growing off my chin. No. Me too. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I got (laughs) 10. Warts on my hands. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I mean, I just think of myself as a witch, but I get so like solitary. Yeah. Witch, solitary Mm -hmm. practitioner. True. Yep. People that only work with covens or groups as well. You identify also as like hedge witch. Correct. Green witch. Does that something that you Yeah, sure. Sure. Why not? We humans love to categorize and put ourselves into boxes. Mm -hmm. Give me a listicle. We really do. (laughs) We really, really do. But like the thing about it is, is that you can be, you know, a green witch one day and then an air witch another day. Like it Mm -hmm. just, it, I don't know. Nuances. Yes, mm-hmm. there's lots of nuances. All of them. Absolutely. We can be, this is what, I, like, our consciousness is designed to take in more information, more experiences, 
multidimensionally, we are able. I believe in us. Mm-hmm. We can be all the things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a li- also a little bit of a kitchen witch. Food crafting, hearth uh-huh. and home, uh-huh. right? Agreed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are some people that walk the Dianic path, which is just solely working with the goddess. There are some people that work... Um, like the Fae tradition? Yeah. Fairies, the Fae mm-hmm. tradition, exactly. I, um, gosh. I... There's so many. Sea witch, people identify yes. solely oh, with the water. Mm-hmm. Yep. Elemental witch, mm-hmm. energy witch, divination witch. So like... I've heard you know, use the word light witch. Light witch. Yeah. Light witch. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I've, I've liked that one too. Yeah. And I think the idea that, um, that witch might not be the only word either. It's yeah. seer, it's healer, it's midwife, mm. it's, you know, all of the ways that women particularly I think when we define which it becomes the 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 fringes of where we can tap into the multidimensional fluid nuanced healing you know it's more than just one source mm-hmm. one god one authority figure that you have this ability to open up and um, that power is in us in our bodies and the ways that we source it mm-hmm. so if I use the term witch to describe all of those things there's a lot of words. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of definitions and types out there. Mm-hmm. And, um, and maybe that's... Um, it, it should never be taken to dilute either, yeah. the word witch, yeah. if that makes sense. It's a powerful statement. Mm-hmm. It's a powerful presence to hold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, we're all the things. Mm-hmm. That's true. I've heard um, people go back and forth about calling male witches warlocks, which I don't. No, Mm-mm. I don't know. It's just which across yeah. the board, it's male or female, or non-binary or non-gendered, or, mm-hmm. um, and that's what's so beautiful. I think about the word is it's wise one. That's exactly it. Wise one. That's it. Yeah. Simple, non-gendered, not specific, not to one culture. Yes. It's just a wise one. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for speaking that too. Yeah. The 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 way that the the gendered. Um, Work is a lot. A lot of my work is with women, women identifying um, people that are seeking divine feminine work, and Mm. I feel like it is important to really, you know, speak to that and say that there is divine masculine, divine feminine. You see that breaking down in the spiritual world. Like Mm -hmm. we can get so binary in that state. What is our natural energy? Is it more masculine, more feminine? But Understanding that there is, again, that fluidity that exists in nature, not just in bodies, mm-hmm. that it is um, even like, like, again, as a consciousness, like an evolution of feminine and masculine, like that can be holding and embodying all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, again, cheers to the, the, the multitude, the yeah. masses, the ways yeah. that we can come like can we just all be more fluid again yeah. always yeah. and like oh let God. everything be true absolutely yeah right i love more, it fluid yeah. witch yeah a fluid yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right one who flows <laughs> wise one who flows mm-hmm. wise one who flows i like that we have Anne from ohio i collected a handful of dried hawthorn thorns off of a dead vine on my walk the other day I felt a draw to them, like they had some protection or some other value to offer me. I was thinking today about using some of them as an offering. 
For some reason, I envisioned sticking them in the ground in a sort of ring around a deer patch of mugwort situated in some local woods that I think of often. I don't know if there's any significance to making a ring of thorns. I have tried Google, but as often happens with searches, I've been let down. Any thoughts? Allison. Mm. Oh, I Alicia. love this so much. <laughs> I defer to Allison. This is going to be beautiful. Oh. These are all your people. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. You know, there's, I don't know and um, what heritage you have, but there's some definitely some... European, um, you know, English, Irish, Scottish uh, traditions of making um, protective boundaries with hawthorn thorns. Mm. So I love, love, love that you like channeled this and intuited what to do with this. And, you know, from a plant witch perspective, (laughs) if you want to categorize it, (laughs) um, you know, hawthorn is the great boundary creator. It's the great heart protector. I often use hawthorn thorns as objects in grids, grid work, uh, you know, and so I really, I, I want you to do this if you haven't done it already, because, you know, clearly it's definitely something that your bloodline is asking you to engage in. It feels just so right on spot on um in the moment and mugwort too is an ancestral plant ally as well both hawthorn and and mugwort were used are used um ancestrally by uh the folks from um europe across the board so i love that you were you know thinking about using both of them in this way i think that's really really fucking beautiful so Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. good stuff I think and, that God, please go ahead. Uh, I just love the way she described it. Um, that it was so intuitive that she already received so much of a guidance yes. and answer about what needed to be done. Mm-hmm. And I would suggest that if that's the case, then then stay off Google for a second or too, right? That goes like, right back yeah. to Google Maps. <laughs> yes. like, yeah. of course Google isn't going to give you what you need. Right, right. That, you that already know. You're already talking to the mugwort. Yeah. You've already got a relationship calling it a deer patch of mugwort. Like yeah. this mugwort will tell you what's happening. The mm-hmm. hawthorn is telling you what it needs. And then after you do the steps to sit and listen, like yes. what is what was the answer? What comes, what feeling in your body, what healing is happening is this an offering outside of you is it coming inside of you like and then yeah intuiting what the general things are happening like i would say a crown of thorns or a a ring of thorns is alone about the protection but like you're saying then you can find the qualities of the hawthorn and this is about boundaries and Mm -hmm. i guess yeah she's already so intuitive and you've already you're doing it Mm -hmm. yeah you are doing it Mm -hmm. and i was also thinking that um this could be a power place for you Mm -hmm. so by setting up that that line with the thorns and then sitting within the circle with Mm. your dear friend Mm -hmm. Hawthorne and Mugwort together, Mm -hmm. you know, what dreaming you could be doing in that space. Yeah. And it almost feels like, is is she, is there, is there a call for her to be protecting her intuition or to be protecting this space? Yeah. Is this like, um, yeah, I love that. Like build it, step inside it and let Mm -hmm. us teach you. It's, it's a container. Yeah, I love that. Mm. So good. Can I tell you how many times I've gotten chills during this? Really? Oh my gosh. Don't we have a good time? We have a nice time. 
FaceTime. But just also like, you know, listening and witnessing and kind of like really seeing it happen on the inner planes, like the ways that, yeah, ripples of love and connection and everybody having oh. these mystical, magical experiences all the time. And it just gives me chills. It, I, like, this work is... Yeah, good world. Good yeah, world we're making. It's so much. I, I'm always just continuously inspired and awestruck with the curiosity Mm -hmm. and the brilliance Mm -hmm. of the questions and the brilliance of the experiences of each listener is just incredible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, I'm so honored to be a witness to it. Mm -hmm. Same. Mm -hmm. What a wonderful space you guys have. We're loving it. It really is wonderful. Thanks for being here. I'm so glad to be here. Rachel from South Carolina writes, how do I know if spirits are wanting to harm me or just communicate? I've seen spirits my whole life, but everyone has chalked them up to night terrors, even though I'll have them when I'm completely awake and conscious. I moved into a new house last year and immediately started seeing things. It was infrequent, but since I started practicing witchcraft, I've been seeing multiple things every night. I'm also hearing things and can feel things pulling on my covers. The things I see always bring me immediate terror no matter how they look. I'm afraid to be in my house at this point. I feel very connected to witchcraft, but I am worried that I've opened a door that I'm not prepared for. I cleanse regularly and light a protection candle every day. I don't do spell work yet as I'm trying to learn as much as possible first. I feel like I should also mention that last year I found out that my great aunt was a witch doctor and my great grandma was a medicine woman. They were both Native American. Recently, my very conservative and religious mother told me that she also sees spirits. She's avoided the topic my entire life due to her religious views. She thinks people go to heaven or hell, and that's it. So I guess this is a two-part question. If these spirits are wanting to communicate, could they possibly be my ancestors? Um, It sounds like the experiences that you're describing, Rachel, are pretty intense. Mm -hmm. And they do sound scary. And, um, you know, first of all, just some deep compassion for that. That sounds like a really stressful way Mm -hmm. to kind of live day and night with this, um, this feeling of these presences around you. And I would say when something like that is happening for somebody, then it is time to do some pretty serious work. You know, I think that, uh, this is about reinforcing our self boundaries, but also knowing when it feels like you need to reach out for help Mm. that we have, um, there is absolutely the possibility and we all have this entities and attachments that are hanging out with us. And, when they find a door in, then they find a door and they stack up. And I mean, I don't mean to make it sound scary. All of us have different situations that we've had to deal with like that. And it's kind of common to have entities, but when they feel dark, when they feel oppressive, when they feel like they're bringing fear and it feels like your, your candle isn't helping, like it's time to reach out to get a little bit of help and get some clearing for that. Cause it's possible to clear that. And to really, again, go back to what I was saying before, at the very least start with yourself going, back through those phases, grounding, centering, clearing, not relinquishing all permission, you know? Mm-hmm. Really, can, is your will, is the light inside of you strong enough to say, like, this is not okay? Mm-hmm. Back up, right? 
be very clear about this. And I think that it's also really interesting that she mentioned that, you know, in her ancestry as Native American Indigenous, she has um, a witch doctor and also, um, what was the other word she said? A, A medicine woman. Yeah. So I'm willing to bet, Rachel, that you've got some pretty big light in you that is ready to open up and ready to come out. And when that happens, it's not uncommon to be seen in a way that there might be a little, a little need to keep that light quiet or dim or scare people yeah. away from it. Yeah. I've seen the dark side work like that. And so it's all the more reason to bring the light forward, all the more reason to vanquish those spirits, really. And you can do it, you know? Like, it is your ancestry. It is in your strength. And so you're probably also getting messages intuitively from them about how to work with it, too, I would imagine. Yeah. That's, that's the way I would, I would approach that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It kind of goes back to that, too. Like, you know, her last, if these spirits are wanting to communicate, could they possibly be my ancestors? I don't get the intuitive sense that the spirits that you're experiencing are your ancestors. Mm-mm. But I do get the feeling that this is, we talked earlier about layers and challenges that we kind of sign up for. Mm-hmm. And it feels like, to, to An share what you said, like, it's time now. Yeah. And... Also, like you said, I've gone into some places where there's been some pretty dark energy, but I have held the space and allowed my ancestors or mm-hmm. my team to work through me to do the work. So this is a moment where it feels as though you have the ability to begin a relationship um, in the unseen world with your great aunt and your great grandmother to help come in and do this work. And what I'm feeling for you on the other side of this is this incredible new sense of self and power and ability for you. And Rachel, you might be wondering, okay, so now what? <laughs> now what do I do, right? Yeah. So, you know, if you've gotten this far into the podcast, do the grounding work that Alicia, you know, talked about earlier. And then say specifically, once you're in that grounded, cleared, protected space, name your ancestors if you have names for them Mm -hmm. those wise people those people that have done spirit work and say I need you to show up for me now I'm frightened and I'm scared in this home space and I don't know what to do about it I need you to show up for me now and I need your help to clear this space Mm -hmm. so that I can rest and heal and be peaceful Mm -hmm. because that's what you I mean that's that's what homes are they were they're for rest and peace and nourishment. You might also be like, okay, well, if it's inside of me, like, what do I do with that power? All you have to do is visualize, visualize a light coming from yourself and engulfing your home space after asking your ancestors to show up for you. Engulf that home space in light, do it on a daily basis, do it twice a day even, Um, It's not just about lighting a physical candle. It's also awakening that lantern inside of you Mm -hmm. to shine brighter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The difference between the tool and a technique. That's right. right. The the candle is there as the, as the mechanism, as the ritual. It's a reminder. And you're Mm -hmm. the magic. You are the light. And what a beautiful like initiation. What a beautiful Mm -hmm. way Mm -hmm. to really uh, often in these dark, dark moments and these deep challenges, like, you know, like Allison, you were saying, like, what a great way to really tap into bringing that ancestral mm-hmm. love back in and connecting directly with them. That was such a beautiful, mm-hmm. practical mm-hmm. Um, way to explain this. Yeah, this is, I'm excited for you. Me yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, it I know this so sounds dark, moment. but I'm excited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, I shouldn't say it doesn't sound, it, 
It doesn't sound great what you're going through, no. but it's a wonderful opportunity. These are moments to yeah. awaken, you know, your to your power. true power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Hell yes. Get it. Cool. Yeah, you can do it. Oh, I'm excited for this next question. Okay, let's do it. Isabella from Michigan writes, I don't know if you all have discussed this yet, but I've had an overwhelming amount of coincidences occur lately to the point where it's almost eerie. Most recently, I went on a drive after being really upset and ended up at the grave of a loved one. I had absolutely no idea where it was, hadn't visited it since I was little, didn't even know where I was. Are these a good thing or can they sometimes be indicative of something bad? Sure. It's been lots of small things. Forgive me if I sound kind of crazy glancing at the clock, right? As the time changes or seeing 11, 11 multiple times. I was at the beach with some friends and we were talking about someone we hadn't seen in five plus years. And as we left, we saw that person in the parking lot. I was watching a movie the other day and said something out loud. And right after I said it, the people in the movie said the exact same thing. Seeing the same date several times in different places, nothing crazy, but it's been non-stop. What does it mean? It Synchron- feels like this oh! is like here. I go, go, Alicia. What does it mean? I think that um, I think it means you're open. You know, I think it means you're open and opening, and this is uh, that intricate multi-dimensional highway that runs in between all of our physical experiences that we get to loop into every once in a while. And so in general, synchronicities like this that are like beyond coincidence, they're synchronicities because there is something entwining you to that experience, right? And so sometimes it's because there's a meaning, like maybe you did need to connect with that friend that had recently passed away. Maybe there was a message or a a remembrance or a um, uh, something about that particular relationship that would have helped you in your difficult time to go specifically to that circumstance. But a lot of times I think some of these other things, maybe when you're thinking of somebody and they're right there, or when you're thinking something in your mind and somebody says it out loud, um, some people can say, all right, well, this is a synchronicity. Like I, um, am connected to this, but sometimes I think it's like you hear it first just because your intuition is open and there doesn't have to be a whole lot of special meaning about what was said, more just that you're open Mm -hmm. and that you knew that it was going to be said and that's okay. You know? So it doesn't have to always have so much meaning, just the connect, just the understanding that you are awake and opening and pulsing with light and nurture it. Let it keep going. Mm -hmm. That's one thing. Yeah. That's one way I would look at it. I loved the first part, too, because it really ties in with what we were talking about in the very beginning um, when Isabella went on a drive after being upset and it ended up at the grave with a loved one. It's like she t- turned off her, mm-hmm. her, mm-hmm. Right, her Google brain, her Google Maps brain, and allowed spirit to yeah. take over and take her to where she was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it goes entirely in with that. So it's like she's kind of already... You know, in that instant, she's, as you said, open and, per, you know, and ready to kind of embark on, on this, this next kind of op- oh, open, 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 as this next phase where she's kind of very much aware of the fact that there are, there are the synchronicities in mm-hmm. this way. It's interesting, too, because I always feel like what you give attention to can amplify, so if, if Isabella is now, wow, like, oh, wow, I'm really 
connected in or I'm open and ready to receive, the more that you're in tune with that, the more that the universe wants to share with you and inspire you to continually kind of be open to that that possibility, that that light, that sort of going back to the fool with the rainbow bridge, you know, mm-hmm. back to that, like what, you know, la- allowing spirit to guide you. Mm-hmm. So I think that's an incredibly exciting time. I can remember the first time that it happened to me. It was so, uh, I just felt so one with mm-hmm. with the world and what so in tune and held. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Hmm. What do you think? Yes. I'm just listening. Yes. You're yeah. like, I disagree completely. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually. Technically. Uh, no, I mean, I just, I think it just in my own personal experience, it just means that she's on the right track. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that, you know, her higher self, her guides, her, you know, her soul contract, whatever it is that you want to name it, you know, she's, she's, she's just, uh, she's weaving her cloth in the Mm -hmm. right, in the right way, in the way that feels the best to her, you know, Mm -hmm. um, to me, it's, it's when I get those experiences throughout my day of like seeing five, 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 or all, you know, those sorts of things. It's just like, hell yeah. You know, mm-hmm. my, my guides are like, yes, you're doing it. Like, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. So I just, I think it's really great. And it's, I, I don't think there are coincidences. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I don't think, I think that that's the patriarchy trying to smash down, you know, the truth of our lives. And, and that truth is that we are, you know, divine beings having a human experience. And, mm-hmm. um, so I say, hell yes, mm-hmm. that's great. Mm-hmm. Keep, keep following it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, great. All right. Well, thank you, Isabella. Okay. Floriana from Germany writes, greetings, dearest hags, salutations from an Italian witch in Germany. First of all, thank you for being the wonderful wise witches you are and such a support to the community and to me personally in these trying times and along my magical journey. Thanks to you, I've come back to my witchy path with renewed energy and purpose. And during this quarantine, I found my way back to the plants, which can be a little difficult living in the city. But I'm feeling very close to the plant friends who grow along the busy streets and in my disheveled backyard, yay, mugwort, all <laughs> over the place. Hell yeah, girl. Mm-hmm. I've been mumbling a lot about what to ask you because I have so many questions, most of which you answered anyway in each episode. But there is something I feel like I need your input with. The introduction is a bit long, so feel free to cut to the question if it fits the schedule better. <laughs> Thanks, Flo. Well, thank you. Growing up, I've been struggling with health issues as a child, which led to spending a lot of time in the hospital, which made me feel both very self-sufficient, spending a lot of time on my own, but also dependent on my family's help, bless them, and also a bit of a socially awkward child, never totally fitting in, bullies were a thing, except for a few selected friends. I recently have started to acknowledge the trauma of my childhood and I'm working to release it and realize that those coping mechanisms which have served me in the past don't work for me anymore. I thank them for protecting me, but I don't need them today. Magic is being a great tool and I thank you for stressing this importance of shadow work. 
All that, though, has given me coping mechanisms that just rely on myself closing me up to others, but at the same time cling to anyone who shows interest in me with the consequence of overestimating their interest in me. So I get very invested in people or situations, and when they turn out to be a fad or they disappear as fast as they came into my life, I get stuck on the thought of them and have a very hard time getting over it, being the overthinker that I am. Is there any form of magical work that can help with this? I was thinking of something like cord cutting, but most of the time I want to cut the cord with the idea I created of a person rather than the person themselves because I don't feel like they are hurting me, but rather I am doing it to myself, i.e. sometimes it's someone I like and they are just not into me, which is fine, but I keep thinking about them and get stuck in a loop. I don't want to remove them completely because I still want to work with them. I've tried working on self-love more, but I feel very much like improvising, and it's wonderful if you have some guidance for me on the subject. I apologize if this turned out a bit, a bit lengthy. I hope my question was clear, and I would appreciate it if you touched on the subject in one of your episodes. I love you very much. Flo. Oh, hi, Flo. Hi, Flo. Thank you. I want to start by saying that cord cutting doesn't have to be... It's it's just removing the situation. It's not removing... It's not removing the, the person. person. Yeah. So if you have an argument with a parent, you're kind of cutting the cord to the connection to that energy that was received or right. shared. Right. Clearing the air, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So cord cutting actually isn't a terrible idea. I think it's a great idea. And yeah. I, I like... That Flo mentioned, maybe I can cut the cord to the idea I created rather than the person themselves, which is another great idea. Mm -hmm. I think the cord cutting would be spot on for this process. So any kind of banishment work I think would be really, you know, appropriate too. And and like you said, Leslie, it's it's not necessarily about banishing the person if they haven't harmed you, which it sounds like they haven't. It's about banishing the energetic aspects of your your relationship with that person Mm -hmm. um any kind of banishment work that i've done it's about my own habits you know it's about my own relationship my own experience with whatever you know the situation was it's not about you know i banish you to the end of the earth you know it doesn't really i i found it doesn't really work like that you know what does a banishment ritual look like? That's a question. Yeah. I mean, I th- you know, I like to do a lot of that kind of stuff with candle magic. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, it's always about earth energy. Mm-hmm. That's what I tend to gravitate towards. So pouring, uh, you know, creating a sacred space, having all your tools around. This is going to be outside mm-hmm. if you can. Um, you know, find a, a safe time for you to do this. Um I find a stone on my daily walks somewhere and I choose that stone to be something that I put all of my energy into. And then I take a shovel, I go to a a space, I pour my energy into the stone in this space, I dig a hole, I put the stone in, I cover it up. That's Mm -hmm. like the most basic, Mm -hmm. you know, basic thing to do. Because then it's being transformed by the earth. Yeah. And a stone is something that can easily hold and contain your energy as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's, you know, I mean, you can, a simple Google search will tell you like, you know, any kind of plant 
friends that would be helpful for this. I think chicory root is really helpful in any kind of... And that's really kind of prevalent right now, right? It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it's a big time for chicory and, and it blooms at this point in time. Um, mullein is also helpful with any kind of banishment work that you want to do mm-hmm. as well. I love that you're putting your energy to, into the stone. I think that we forget stones, crystals, like yeah. whatever, that, that that's part of their work with us is that we could give them yep. some of that and it can be transmuted. And I think another thing that's really important that you mentioned was transmutation. Yeah. It's a huge part of being a witch. That's to right. me is that alchemy of transmuting and that I mean that's what it is. It's it's we're transmuting one thing into another thing. That's right. You know, every single day mm-hmm. I'm doing this work. Yeah. You know, if I'm doing a ritual bath, I'm asking the water to take my pain and transmute it to light Mm -hmm. or take my anxiety or, Mm -hmm. you know, but then also to actively moving towards it. Right. Exactly. Doing the work to continually heal. And yeah, it feels like she's in, in, um, she's really seeking a, uh, like an unconditional confidant in -hmm. her life. Somebody Mm -hmm. that she can really feel safe with, not necessarily romantic, but like somebody that is really sacred. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of feels like maybe Flo could do some work around calling this person to her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. I love that. And so s- similarly, I feel, and I've done some of this before, where I've taken like um, a piece of rose quartz and I put the picture of that person and, and holding it in my hand and I've just filled that stone with the energy and the picture of that person the love, how they would be a relationship. And then I've tossed it like into the river or I've tossed it like off a cliff or something, you know, same sort of practice where Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, here's this, this is like, you know, giving it, then giving it back to the earth and asking the earth to like transmute that person to you, like Mm -hmm. bringing the energy to you. Mm -hmm. And that would be like writing down qualities, Mm -hmm. um, you know, not like Brad Pitt. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> per right. se, but you know, you're writing down every single quality that you're looking for in your friend or, mm-hmm. you know, in your spouse or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love that. And I love that it's also like a positive aspect Yeah, as well. And, you know, we all know that we need to, you know, clear and cleanse so that we can bring things in. So yeah. I think both, um, working with stone magic in that way, you know, by, giving something away yeah especially since Flo can't stop thinking about that person you know it's a good indication that she needs to remove it from her mind yeah so giving it to the earth and then doing that that love magic mm-hmm. that's what it is mm-hmm. you know is is um so that you have a connection with somebody yeah and she has she said she's been doing that self-love work mm-hmm yeah, and we've talked about this too. Like when you are doing the shadow work of the banishment, then like, but ref- then fill yourself up. You again. have to fill mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Beautiful. Oh, thanks, Flo. Nice. Thanks, Flo. Appreciate that. Oh, well, and how wonderful was it to have that experience with Alicia? It was incredible. My friend. Yeah, friend to us all. I know my teacher. You mm-hmm. know. Um, She's such a, she's such an incredible force, and if you are seeking some of her healing work yes. or her teachings, please find her. Yep, 
Sova she, Lumina. Sova Lumina. Mm-hmm. And she does really incredible, of, of which I partake in frequently, like spirit coaching, yeah. self-coaching, yeah. Um, healing work, mm-hmm. um, distance Reiki, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, she, she does do that. And if you, if you don't have time or can't do something like that, her Instagram page is a wealth of knowledge and is always spot on. Mm-hmm. And she also is starting to do some um, self-guided classes so yeah. that you can just, you know, like take her boundaries class and just yeah. take the class on your own time. Yeah, she so. does. She has a mystery school that she does. Mm-hmm. And she also does moon circles, which mm-hmm. are really incredible that you can get you can get on and she does those with the faces of the yeah. moon. And these are all going to be virtual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah. Um, Donna, you got any final questions for us? Yes, I stayed up till three in the morning and watched Beverly <laughs> I'm not proud of it. You're doing a great job today for not much sleep, my oh, friend. Oh, I know. <laughs> um, I, all right, I have a question for you. What would you stay up till three o'clock in the morning watching? Knowing that Dr. it's not Paul. good for you. Not good for me. No, what, were you, what was the one that you said this earlier too and I didn't hear you? <laughs> yeah, it's the incredible Dr. Pohl. Who's this? And he's a vet and he works in... Um, his practice in Michigan. Uh-huh. So he works with farmers and their livestock. And he also works with folk with their pets. And he's great. I mean, How did, where do you watch this? It's on PBS, National, National Geographic. So we oh. see it on Disney Plus. Good to know. I've watched every single episode. There's like 16 seasons. Donna. <laughs> <laughs> And I just finished and I'm watching it again. I love it. You're kidding. <laughs> see, well, because you learn a lot. Yeah. I, I don't people, learn anything from what I watch. These people are like, <laughs> these I learned not to be that person. Sorry. They're really like, like salt of the earth people. Yeah. But they're also like, you can see their compassion with these animals. And it's really sweet to see like an old vet, like talking about how, oh, that horse hurts. You can see that horse hurts. And he talks about it and he fixes it. And it's dope. And I like that. But it's also nice because I have a pet Who I love very much. And she's not always doing well. And so for me, it's nice to see like what vets do on a daily basis because it kind of helped me get grounded in her health (gasps) and how she's doing. And it it made me feel better about taking care of our dog and trusting our vet because we have an amazing vet um, who's helped her get a lot better. Shout out to Dr. Nagel. Dr. Nagel. She's amazing. Amazing. Yeah, but, but we both love watching. We I'm do. I'm gonna watch Incredible that Dr. instead Paul. of the shit that I've been watching. It's, it's really, <laughs> it's very precious. The Incredible Doctor Paul. P O L. P O L. Paul. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's a reality show too, so yeah. it's about okay. his little family <gasps> as well. It's it. really- oh, um, Allison, are you still watching the Wild Musings of Doctor Mustard? <laughs> What's the show that you love? <laughs> Burn. <laughs> What's that show called about the English guy walking around the countryside? It's called Midsummer Murders. Leslie. <laughs> Leslie. <laughs> and I'm not watching it because well, I'm watching the incredible Dr. Paul. <laughs> <laughs> but I do wish that I was watching Midsummer Murders sometimes. But what is it? Like my title What better. is it that you're actually watching? That you can't stop watching? What is it? Must I? called it's a little reality show called <laughs> the housewives of beverly hills oh. <laughs> and they're having a 
really hard time deciding what poncho to buy. Yeah. <laughs> and I just sit there and I'm like, well, I guess I'll watch episode. <laughs> Life isn't got... that bad after all. Oh, oh shit, and I bro. do. This is actually, this is a habit I fall into from time to time. And then I get so mad at it. I'm like, oh, this low vibrational <laughs> shit is for the birds. And then I'm like, well, I don't know. What are they up to this season? I don't know. <laughs> what kind of mayhem are they getting into what now? What kind of shit do they have to bitch about now? Oh, God, help us all. Okay, it's just so trash. Let's just, you, let's just you. legitimize this for a second. It's got nothing it. to do with your life, and that's why you watch it. It's, it's totally it, you know? It's, that's why oh. I look at next door. They take a private jet to the Bahamas just to hang out. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's deplorable humankind. There we go. Yeah, it's true. And it happened. I'm done. I got it out of my system. <laughs> I can move on with life now. Yeah, good for you. I just, I just watched it to remind myself how much I think it's disgusting. It's making you a better person. It is. Absolutely. <laughs> it's just reinforcing. That's all. Oh, shit. Oh, my friend. Oh, Lord. Well, all right, then. Um, thanks again, guys. This is fun. Thank you. The Ask a Hag podcast is produced by Donna Kyler. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen. You can be part of the podcast, too. Leave us a voice message on the Anchor FM app, and we will play it on the show. And don't forget to review us on Apple Podcasts. We love five stars so much. And it helps other people find us, too, when you leave a review. It sure does. So you can find this podcast on Instagram at ask.a.hag or at askahagpodcast.com. So much, guys. Thank you. Goodness. <laughs>